Hello, and welcome to this latest CN podcast. I'm Anthony Myers. In this episode, I talk to Lauren Adler, co-executive director of the Fine Chocolate Industry Association, on plans to broaden its membership to attract more craft chocolate companies from around the world and to grow its impact. Take a listen. So let me give you a little background on myself and how I ended up here. I um, opened a retail store in Seattle in 2008 called Chocolopolis, and it was, you know, one of the first stores where we curated a collection of craft bean-to-bar chocolate. We arranged it by cacao origin, so we had a section devoted to Madagascar, to Venezuela, to Ecuador, etc., um, you know, and, and really trying to educate consumers on what craft chocolate was, helping them understand flavor profiles, you know, connecting them with makers and cacao farmers and really furthering the story of cacao. So I did that for, uh, let's see, how many years? Uh, over a decade. Um, and then chose to close my store during COVID. Uh, but have always been involved in the FCIA, which is the Fine Chocolate Industry Association. It was actually started here by a chocolatier in Seattle. Um, and uh, Mary Jo Stojak, she did it with Pam Williams of Ecole Chocolat in Vancouver. Um, so it was started by a, a chocolatier who felt that the organizations that existed were not supporting what she was trying to do as a business or didn't feel quite right for her. Um, and so we've grown a lot and changed a lot since then. Uh, it is an international organization. I think, you know, we are U.S. based. We are a we are hoping to, you know, to include more uh, international content and partnerships and ways of, of outreach with with international partners in the community. Um, but, you know, we are continuing to grow and and try to get the conversation around fine chocolate um, going, you know, around the industry. Okay, great. And how, how many uh, how many members, uh, how, how large is the organization, the association at, at present? And I understand you are kind of widening out its membership plan or you've got a new kind of membership drive, however you'd like to call it. So um, tell us a little bit about, about that, please, as well. Sure thing. So we have about 300 members now. We, are, we have undertaken a membership drive to try to get to 500 members which will be the most we've ever had. It's a big, aggressive membership drive, but we have an incredibly, I mean, that's one of the things I love about the FCIA is this incredibly passionate community and, and group of people who really care about fine chocolate, who get involved and who want to make a difference. And so it is a, a big drive for us to get to 500, but again, we have a really committed community. Um, in the past, the most recent membership structure was based on your revenues as a company. And, you know, there's many different ways you can do it. Before that, we had just assessed people some dues, but um, it was most recently based on revenue. And we felt that it was not allowing companies to, you know, sign up for the benefits they wanted and engage with the organization in a way that made sense for their business. And so, the board actually undertook a lot of meetings, a lot of work, a lot of hard work. We have a really committed board. They were willing to meet weekly at, at points to really work through this. But we looked at the Specialty Coffee Association. We looked at the American uh, Cheese Society, and we looked at the American Craft Distillers to see how they look at membership, because I think we had there's parallels in terms of how we operate and how they operate and what we're trying to do for our membership. And so we relaunched a membership do, uh, structure that is based on you know, members deciding what dues level they want to pay based on the benefits they're looking for. Um, and we did add a level for in-country growers and cooperatives that's a reduced fee level to encourage more in-country growers and cooperatives to join. And we are offering a scholarship for in-country growers and cooperatives, or I guess producers, who um, may not be able to afford the $150 annual membership. 
And we also added a level for academics and students to try to bring in more from that community as well. But the individual memberships for just individuals start at 250 and that would benefit one person. And then the corporate memberships, which start at 400 and go up, uh, allow you to add more um, employees or staff members to to the account so that they can benefit from the free webinars and the other member benefits that we have. Um, one of the things we do, which I, I know you had asked me about earlier, was Make Mine Fine. Yes. So we have a website called makemindfine.com, and that's really geared to consumers. If you go to it, it's a way they can come connect with our membership, find our membership. So if they're looking for, you know, as, as a former retailer, I know one of the, the challenges my own customers had was, you know, when I was there, I was, you know, curating for them. I was curating a collection of fine chocolate for them, and they relied on me to do that. Um, but without that type of a resource, many consumers have no way of finding some of these craft chocolate makers. So Make Mine Fine is a portal they can come to. They can find our members who have listed um, at the Fine One membership level and above and connect directly to their websites. And so, for example, at last week's North, or I guess it's been a few weekends. <laughs> it feels like yeah. last weekend. The, the, the big North chocolate, chocolate festival. Fe yes. Yeah. In Seattle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Northwest Chocolate Festival, the, we had a Make Mine Fine stage, and we saw a huge increase in our web traffic with consumers who were going to visit it um, after we, you know, sponsored sponsored the stage. So that's that's one of the other benefits. Wow, good. Um, and so these are the benefits for, for, for members. And you say, I get the impression it's a little bit US-centric, um, but you are, as you say, you want to open it open it out to international uh, companies, chocolatiers. Uh, so what would be the me uh, benefit of, um, of membership for those people? Would you be able to share resources? Would you be able to share, you know, certain legislation, I guess? It's a two, it'll be a two-way thing, won't it? There's legislation in Europe on, on, on um, imports and uh, deforestation. So I guess you can share a lot of information, can you? It's worth, you, you're looking for, um, that kind of collaboration, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, we are a, um, you know, we started in 2008, so we're not that old in the, in the grand scheme of things, and we are growing. And I think um, we are a trade association. We're a nonprofit trade association. And so right. it really is about how do we help our member businesses grow, how, but how do we also, you know, increase the message of fine chocolate? I think we are working on some partnerships and events internationally that we hope to announce soon in 2024. Um, so trying to collaborate more with the international community, trying to be able, as you say, to work on things that affect them, be it stand, um, you know, legislation, other things. We're not quite yeah. there yet, but I, you know, I, I see us going there in the future. Um, you know, for example, when we had our New York event in June, we had a really great panel. We had, we had video recorded some science, you know, soil scientists, uh, food scientists, and medical doctors addressing the topic of heavy metals in, in cacao and chocolate. And then we had an in-person panel as part of that of people in the industry. So Thalia Hohenthal from Guitard, who is uh, one of their food scientists, Jenny Samaniego from Conexia and Chocolate, who obviously is producing in country and has also had a, a voice and a, and a role with Ecuador in addressing heavy metals in cacao and chocolate um, and some others. And so, you know, it really was, how do we, how do we address this honestly? Um, the consumer reports reporter was in the room when we did this. So trying to have more conversations like that, where we are, you know, 
one, addressing key topics that the media are, are focused on, but also giving our members the tools to respond to their customers. You know, a lot of them were getting requests from customers or concerns from customers, and this is the way that we can help them do that. So we want to be able to provide more programming like that as we go forward. And I just want to say, my, you know, I am the co-executive director. My colleague, Jose lopez Ganem and I um, agreed to take on this role in an interim fashion. So I'm doing this through the, the end of January at, in order to revisit the membership structure um, launch a membership drive, get really great programming going for 2024, and setting up a platform for uh, continued success. And so we are also recruiting for a new executive director as we do this, and that's one of the things we've promised the board is we will find you the great candidate and um, and set them up for success. Okay, great. Um, thank, thank you for that. Um, uh, a couple of other uh, um questions really to ask you while I, while I have you here. Uh, it's great great speaking with you. Um, and I'm, I'm sure you'll agree like fine or good cocoa is not only about flavors, it's also about social uh, integrity. And what kind of checks and balances do, do you put on, if any, on, on, on members that are part of the uh, FCIA, you know, for certification? Do they, is there some criteria that you look for uh, in allowing companies in to this, uh, this the association? That is a really that is the hundred the million dollar question, um, Anthony. Uh, you're, it's a great question. Um, so let me first start with, by telling you the mission, and then I'll answer your question. So the mission is, and I will read it to you: as the professional nonprofit organization representing the fine chocolate industry, our mission is to promote quality innovations, ethical sourcing, and best practices in the fine chocolate industry, from tree to bar and bonbon. So, you know, ethics is a huge uh, and important part of our mission. I would say that our, that is what our uh, membership really cares about. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I feel so privileged to be part of a community that is so passionate and cares so much about that. Um, but, you know, I think to your point, that is one of the challenges we face. And it's, it's um, you know, we've been fortunate that um, it hasn't been an issue for us yet, but it's something that we, I, I, you know, I personally would like us to be able to address going forward. I think one of the challenges, and I'm talking about the broader chocolate industry, I'm not necessarily talking about the FCA in this, and this is my own personal opinion. Yeah. Um, but I think one of the challenges we face is there is no standard, right? So you look at specialty coffee, they've got one flavor wheel, um, although somebody in specialty coffee said to me, it took us 25 years to get to that flavor. You know, yeah. they've got one flavor wheel standard. They've got, you know, Q grading. If, if it's what 80 or above I, is my understanding, it's especially coffee. We don't have that in, in cacao and chocolate. And so it actually creates some challenges um, to be able to say, like, you know, you're either fine or you're not. And so we, we discuss that a lot. And, um, you know, for us, it is really important that our membership um, support that. And it, but at the same time, how do you bring everybody into the conversation? Because I think we're all stronger and better if everybody is at the table as part of the conversation. And so that is something that we still are, are grappling with. But right now, our membership is very much fine chocolate makers. So how do we bring the others into the conversation and make them part of the community, but really, you know, move our mission forward and make sure our members are, um, you know, support our mission? Good, good. Thank you. Uh, a couple more before we go. Um, I couldn't could not mention the uh, the, the fine uh, resource that uh, you guys uh, launched uh, earlier in the year with uh, the, uh, our, our good friend uh, Kirsty Lesile was uh, involved in it. The fine chocolate glossary, fantastic resource for journalists, academics, um, anybody, uh, people in the business, chocolatiers who want to know more about 
the uh, the terminology, the nomenclature around chocolate, isn't it? How how is that going? And and it must have been a great a great achievement for the FCIA because it is a great great resource. Yeah, no, that's great to hear. It's um, you know, yeah, it was in, in thanks to Christy and to Bill Guyton for and and to Kate Cavillan from uh, Cacao Latitudes for really um, having the vision and making it happen. Um, I think you know the vision behind it is is kind of what you said, which is you know we have there's so much use of terms and there's no standard not that you know for for what we're calling things and I think the vision was that if we have this glossary um, we can help you know not define but we can help um, guide the conversations around how we're using terms in the industry and how people are yeah how people are mark, marketing terms how they're talking about having conversations about key topics in the industry. And so I think the vision with the glossary has been, let's have, you know, a a point where we can bring in experts, where we have expert review of entries, but we, we come to agreement on what something means. And so, so yes, the glossary has been a very interesting tool for us and a, an important tool. Um, and I'm sure it will be part of, um, you know, our conversations going forward. Good. Okay, uh, Lauren. And my final question really is, um, I'd like to, like to know what is your favorite chocolate or favorite cocoa? Not particularly a brand, but where where do you like you know the region, an area, a country? Uh, where do you kind of look? Where do you look you know, for cocoa? Yeah, it's funny because that question has changed a lot over the years. I think when I first started, like many people in the industry, the gateway chocolate for me was Madagascar because it kind of punched me in the face with that cherry note, that that personality, and I was blown away. Yeah. But over time, I've—I mean, I still love Madagascar. But I think for me, it's really any origin that is going to give me—I'm—I'm I'm much more into complex, more subtle flavors now, and finding that complexity. So it's both the cacao and the chocolate maker skill set. But for me now, it's much more about complexity, good texture. Um, you know, I've tasted a lot of great chocolate in my time, and I've tasted a lot of bad chocolate in my time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so for me, it's can you bring the complexity? Can you make that cacao, you know, into a fantastic chocolate? Um, you know, I like many origins. I would say some favorites. Honestly, Peru has been a favorite because they have so many interesting flavors in in one country and many micro regions. Uh, I recently had the pleasure of going to Ecuador. You know, same thing, many micro regions. So it's hard for me to, you know, it's like picking your favorite child, right? Mm. Um, I think it just depends on the chocolate, the, the specific harvest and what the yeah. chocolate maker has done with it. Good. Okay, Lauren. Well, on that note, on that delicious note, we will end it there. Um, good luck with the FCIA, the uh, the membership drive. Um, we'll we'll do what we can to help with that because it's a fantastic association. And it, if you make it, if it becomes a, a, an international um, body as well, it will have more more strength, more more kind of a backbone to it. So we'll we'll help you with that. And you've got some great. Uh, initiatives going on already so we will keep an eye out and we will um, look forward to speaking with you again or meeting up with you at some stage in the in the near future well thank you so much Anthony. i really appreciate your support and um, i'm hoping to come to chocoa in, in february so um yep maybe hope, hope to see you there 